Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. I'm joined by my main men. Now they're my main men, Mr. Benny Mathers and Brian's busy because Brian's uh, contacting our guest today, Greg Braden. Deep truth, igniting the memory of our origin, history, destiny, and fate. New York Times bestselling author, internationally renowned, one of the first people I've ever interviewed on this show. Did you know that, Benny? Greg Braden. I we had, go back. We go back a few years. I know it's been a I'd while. Say. I know it's been a while. I know my hair was not blonde then. It's a different color altogether. Uh, but for tw- for for more than twenty five years, Greg Braden has searched high mountain villages, remote monasteries, and forgotten texts to uncover their timeless secrets. His work is now featured on the History Channel, the Discovery Channel, the Sci Fi Channel, ABC, NBC. So today, Greg is going to join us and talk about what he means by deep truth. Uh, he is the author of The God Code, Divine Matrix, Spontaneous Healing of Belief fractal time and he has been featured uh many many lectures presentations worldwide and now we get to talk to him about deep truth what is it why now and what is it that we're not getting you know what is it about our lives that has taken us down the path of false assumptions but we don't know they're false assumptions you know we talked about this on the last show you know, when we were talking about the latest information that we're getting about nutrition and, you know, how we've gone down a path where our grandparents understood, you know, my grandparents understood the value of olive oil. Then we go through a stage where we're told, no, 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 don't do that. But what is it about our lives, our origin, our history, our destiny, our fate? What is it about this that we have come to believe that is true? And is absolutely not. Greg Braden joining me here today. Greg, welcome to the show. Dr. Pat, I am thrilled to be on your program, and I'm really happy to be with our audience today. Thank you so much for inviting me back. I am fired up. I'm fired up since last time. I I can hear that fire in your voice. (laughs) You know, Greg, I mean, and I mentioned this early on that, you know, you um, have been one of our earliest guests from the very first of the Dr. Pat show. You're one of the folks that said yes to us at a time where, you know, folks didn't know much about us or who we were. And it's it's really been wonderful to see and to be part of your journey. Uh, from the God Code all the way to Fractal Time to this latest book. You know, this has been a beautiful, beautiful ride that has helped me in my journey to learn and grow. This idea of deep truth is so 
absolutely paradoxical for some people because we are bombarded with information. And, and I don't know, Greg, people are having a hard time figure out what's real or what's Memorex. Let's talk about deep truth for a minute. Because don't you think we have a little Memorex in our own history? Yeah, I think we do. You know, before we get into any of that, Dr. Pat, my my sense is and my experience with you is that our time goes by really quickly. So yeah, I, it does. I just, I just want to back up about a, a half a sentence and acknowledge what you said. We have been on a, a beautiful journey together. It's been a, a, a long journey in some respects. And, you know, for me, in some respects, uh, it's gone by in a heartbeat, you know, in, in just a blink of an eye. But the, the beauty of this journey and what I've come to understand is, is everyone learns differently. And that's why we have so many ways of sharing information, the, the deep truths of our lives, is because the language that I use may work for some people, it may not work for others. And, and there are other teachers who are saying something very similar, but using a language that people can relate to, uh, you know, in, in a way that's meaningful in their families. And, and uh, it's the beauty of all of us working together to become better people and, and create a better world. And and it is no accident, I think, that we've had this journey mm. uh, at the time that we have during these these last years of what the best minds of our time are telling us is this this rare and, and mysterious cycle of time that, that our own science is only beginning to understand, that our indigenous ancestors have been warning us and, and uh, talking to us about for almost 5,000 years now. So I want to thank you for your role. Uh, in that journey and all that you do for your community, your support of my work, and it's been my my honor, my joy to support yours as well. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, Greg, maybe a really good place uh, to start might be uh, just a personal comment. You know, it, I was homeless at seventeen and uh, had a very had a very interesting life, and it was hard for me for most of my life to understand what the truth was and what it wasn't. And there had been times in my life where I've had to go deep within and just ask myself, does this feel right? And I wanted to ask you about this book, about deep truth, and and why it's so important to ignite the memory of our origin, our history, and our destiny. Sure. Well, I appreciate that. I think this book would be important at, at any time. Uh, I think it's especially important right now. The, the best minds of our time, as we just mentioned, mm-hmm. are in fact telling us that we are living a, a time of, of what they call the greatest number of crises in 5,000 years of recorded human history. The greatest number of crises. So if we look at the crises closely, Dr. Pat, what we find is, is the only things that are considered to be in crises are systems that are breaking down because they are no longer sustainable in the conditions of the world as we see it today. So the question becomes, is the crisis really a crisis, or is the crisis a transformation that many interpret as a crisis just because it's different from what was here a year or five or ten years ago? And I think this is an important question. Do we interpret change as a crisis, or can we see change uh, as a transformation from one way of being and one way of living in the world to another. Now, that is a big question, and it would be important at any time, especially important right now, because we are facing so many systems that are buckling and collapsing 
under the weight of their insustainability. So when I began writing this book, and I, I may have mentioned this in the last uh, uh-huh. last interview, I, I don't know if the last conversation we did, I don't know if I did or not, but this book it was very it was written very differently than uh, books in the past. Generally, I choose a title of something that I feel describes uh, what I would like to share, and I write uh, to support that title. This book was almost complete before the title was ever determined. Wow. And I kept saying, what am I going to call this book? You know, what am I gonna... The publisher was saying, how can we advertise a book that has no cover or no, <laughs> you know, no, no title? Right. And, and I was reading a, a biography from uh, a great hero of mine, Albert Einstein, and he was in a conversation with a friend and colleague of his, who also is a hero of mine, Niels Bohr, the, the physicist, uh, pioneering physicist in the 20th century. And the two men were talking about the nature of truth, and in this case, the nature of scientific truth, uh, what was happening during that time in their lives in the mid-1940s, is that new discoveries were overturning uh, truth that had been held in concrete for, for years, sometimes decades, prior to the new discoveries. And Niels Bohr made the statement, and this is a quote, he said, it is the hallmark of any deep truth that its negation is also a deep truth, end of quote. Mm. So he was saying that when new discoveries overturn what we used to think was true about ourselves and our world, then the new discoveries in and of themselves become the new deep truth. Mm. That's got to be the title of this book, because this is just where we find ourselves today. We're witnessing the collapse of ways of living, ways of thinking that are based on deep truths of science, and new discoveries are telling us that these these truths, previously believed to be true truths, are no longer true. And everybody would think, wow, it's about time, and, and be very excited about that. That's the good news. The flip side is that very few people are hearing about the new discoveries. There's a reluctance, and in some cases, a flat-out resistance in mainstream to share the discoveries that change the way we think about ourselves, our relationship to the world, and that become the tools that allow us to make the transformation, to solve the problems, to address the crises as we see them today. So this is what Deep Truth is all about. Well, you know, this is why I love talking with you, Greg. Greg Braden, everyone. Uh, We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Greg, you know, this is really the, you really hit it, boy, Uh, when you're talking about how these changes provide a portal, provide insight in ways that we really can't really get to without at least looking at it. But yet, boy, I'll tell you, we dig in deep not to have to go through it or put our head in the sand not to realize what the changes are about. Greg Braden is joining us here today. His book, Deep Truth, is amazing, amazing. When we come back, we'll talk about, you know, the memory of our origin, history, destiny, and fate. And by the way, what this thing, false assumptions, what are they? Uh, What has science done with them? What have we said yes to about them and why they're so difficult to turn around? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. TalkRadio.com. 
TransformationTalkRadio.com, transforming the world one listener at a time. want a love life that's full of happiness, partnership, and fun? A relationship that works for you instead of you having to work so hard on it? We all want our love lives to be happy. But how exactly do you do that? To find out, tune in each Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to the Noah and Christine Show, keeping the happy and happily ever after. We promise you a humorous and honest show for both men and women, featuring the simple, practical, and yes, fun tools that any couple can use to keep the love and happiness growing and flowing. We'll see you on the show. Transformation Talk Radio is designed to attract people like you and like me. Millions of people across the globe are looking to up-level their lives. If you have a message and want to take it out on Transformation Talk Radio, make sure you give us a call, 1-800-930-2819, or send an email to host at transformationtalkradio.com and get ready to host your own show on one of the fastest-growing transformative networks in the world. Transformation Talk Radio. Are the magic and mysteries of Egypt calling you? Picture yourself standing between the paws of the Sphinx, meditating inside the Great Pyramid and other sacred temples and exclusive visits. Imagine cruising down the Nile on a luxurious private sailing yacht and exploring the peaceful countryside of Egypt. If you're interested in travel that expands, transforms, and rejuvenates you, join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman, author of The Temples of Light, for a spiritual and healing journey to Egypt this September. Call for more information, 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. That's EgyptIsCalling.com. Are you at a crossroads? Feeling stuck? I'm Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic. My gift is helping people who are in transition receive spirit-led guidance about their next steps. I offer private sessions via phone or Skype, intuitive development classes, and much more. Please visit my website, fogcitypsychic.com, to find out how I can help you move out of the fog. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellnessone.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellnessone.net. Transformation, transformation, transformation talk radio. Transformation, Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. It is so 
absolutely awesome to have Greg Braden joining us here today. For those of you that are not familiar with his latest book, uh, please check it out at his website, uh, www.greggwith2gs.com. GregBrain.com. The book is Deep Truth, lots of information. But when you go to his website, you're also going to see uh, the calendar of events, where Greg's going to be, uh, his travel schedule, events that you can also attend. Uh, There's also live video streaming at some of the upcoming things going on. Lots of really cool things uh, that he's involved with. And the other thing that you'll be able to check out are all the other books that I've mentioned. Uh, You know, for me, it was amazing to be introduced to Greg and the God Code and uh, now to have this conversation about deep truth. Greg, again, it's wonderful to have you. Welcome. Well, thank you for inviting me back. I was on uh, uh, within the last year, and you invited me back anyway, Dr. Pat. Thank you. <laughs> well, the book, uh, what you talk about in this book, for me, I find it so, maybe it's because I find it so relevant to my own life and some of the things that are going on and what it means to be able to stand in your yes, to, to figure out what you really stand for. You know, you would think at my age I would have figured something out before this, but you know, let's talk about why some of us, uh, maybe because I have a lot of plants in Capricorn, I'm a, Capricorn, I'm a, I'm a late bloomer, but why some of us have really believed in one thing and are now having to rethink things? What are these false assumptions? Well, it's, it's a good question, Dr. Pat. You know, the one of the questions I have, the book was released in, um, was released in the fall of 2011, last October. So it's been out only a few months. And, yeah. and one of the first things I found out is the title itself, that the word truth means way different things to different people. Oh, yeah. And there were some people that actually lit up some issues, and they, they said, that, what gives you the right, Greg, to write a book with the word truth in the title? And, and I shared with them you know, where the title comes from. It's, it's from a quote from Niels Bohr. Once they understand uh, what the book is all about, they say, you know, that, that is the perfect title. But the, the second thing they, they ask, they say, okay, Greg, there, there are false assumptions of science. We get that. And, uh, and new discoveries are overturning those. We get that. What difference does it make in our lives? You know, what difference could it possibly make? I mean, you know, look at the big problems. We've got a, 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 a global economic collapse that is affecting everyone's life right now. We're dealing with climate change. It's affecting everyone's life right now. Energy policies are affecting all of our lives. Uh, what difference could this possibly make? And and that's a perfect segue for me when they ask that question. One of the things that modern scientists have come to understand is that the way we solve problems in our lives, in our personal lives, in our collective lives, the way we deal with the challenges that cross all of our paths with our families, with our friends, uh, on, on a national level, but the political challenges on a global level, is the way we deal with these things, it all boils down to the way we think of ourselves and our relationship to our bodies, our relationship to the earth, our relationship to the world. The way we think of ourselves becomes the lens through which we will solve our problems and address the crises of our time. And once we understand that, all of a sudden, uh, these new discoveries about our relationship to the world and, and our past and our bodies uh, take on a whole new meaning. There is what is called a, a pyramid of thinking. It's a hierarchical pyramid. 
of thinking uh, that embodies a number of questions that are called the perennial questions of life. So if, if our listeners can imagine their minds, a pyramid inverted so that the capstone is at the bottom, and at the bottom, the, the, the deepest question is, where does life come from? That's the first question. The second question is, where does human life come from? Uh, the third question is, how do we relate to our bodies? The fourth question, how do we relate to our world? The fifth question, how do we relate to our past? And the sixth question is, how do we solve our problems? The way we answer each of these questions from the bottom up determines how we answer that last question, how do we solve our problems? This is critical because what we now know is that a series of false assumptions that I'm going to identify now, false assumptions is the way we've answered these questions that has led us to a way of solving our problems that's no longer working. We, we tend to solve our problems through, uh, through conflict, through competition, uh, and based upon ideas that we now know are, are no longer true. So let me go through five false assumptions of science. Um, no particular order. I'm just going to go through these, and we can zero in on a couple of them. And once we do these, we, we see why the competition and the conflict no longer makes sense. And then we begin to see why the economic system of the world, based on competition, why the business models based on competition, and the way we've been taught to think of ourselves in a dog-eat-dog world no longer makes any sense. So you okay if we do it that way? If I, Absolutely. I identify Absolutely. Them. And I know we're coming up on another break soon. I'm going to do these quickly. Okay, go for it. Five key assumptions that are, when I was in school, Dr. Pat, back in the 60s and 70s, these were taught as fact. If we have young people in school today, they're still being taught as fact, even though new discoveries are telling us these things are no longer true. So the first one is about uh, it's a Darwinian assumption. It's about evolution itself. The first one is that evolution explains life in general and that evolution explains human life specifically. Uh, the problem is the data no longer supports that. And the theories that are being taught in, in the classroom are based on speculation and inferred relationships without any physical evidence to support these relationships. As a matter of fact, the new discoveries based on DNA, genetic relationships, are telling us that this this definitely is not the story when it comes to human life. So that's number one. Number two, when I was in school, I was taught that civilization is only about 5,000 years old, maybe 5,500 years old, Uh, that it is linear, it began in the Mesopotamian area, ancient Sumeria. Uh, it's a one-time deal, and we are sitting at the top of this pinnacle of, of technological sophistication. Again, the problem is the data no longer supports this. And then the bottom line is that peer-reviewed archaeological evidence of advanced civilizations into the last ice age are telling us that this cannot be the case. Mm. Civilization, advanced civilizations, at least twice as old as what we've been led to believe. And uh, that becomes important uh, later in this program today. Number three is an assumption based on physics, telling us that consciousness is somehow separate from our physical world. Uh, Again, the the newest discoveries and the best minds are telling us that consciousness is an integral part of, rather than separate from, our physical world. We cannot discount the role of consciousness and human consciousness uh, when it comes to solving the great mysteries of, of physics and, and matter in the universe. Number four is, is related, 
says the space between things is empty. Um, there was a, a thinking in science, late 1800s, early 1900s. If you can't see it, you can't measure it, it doesn't exist. And what we're finding is there are forms of energy that exist in the universe that our machines are simply not built to detect. It uh, doesn't mean it's not there. It just means that we're not able to detect it. So we know that there is no empty space in the universe. And number five, the last one, uh, is another Darwinian assumption. And in Darwin's own words, it was that nature is based upon what he called survival of the strongest. It was later interpreted as survival mm, of the fittest. That's really a very different interpretation, isn't it? Well, it, it is. And new discoveries, peer-reviewed science, scientific publications are telling us that while competition may occur under some circumstances in nature, it is not the model that nature is based upon, that nature is based upon a model of what is called mutual aid and cooperation. And people say, okay, Greg, we get this. These, you know, these false assumptions are wrong. What difference do they make? Well, number five is, is a, a prime example. Uh, if we want to see the consequences of living in a world where false assumptions are implemented into ways of living and taken to the extremes, we need look no further than the crises in our world today, the way we're dealing with climate change, the way we're dealing with the, the financial markets, the economic collapse, the way corporations are built. These are all based upon this idea of survival of the strongest, dog-eat-dog, dog, uh, is the way we've been taught to think of this. And as these false assumptions are carried to their extremes, we begin to see where they buckle and collapse under the weight of, of uh, the conditions of a changing world, and that's precisely what we're seeing happening right now. So all five of these are important. Uh, I think number five is the one that we, I'd like to zero in yes. on. It, it's wreaking tremendous havoc in our, in our lives, in our world today. It would be important at any time. But now, when we're trying to solve the, the crises, when we're looking at this transformation uh-huh. uh, and a new world that's emerging, if we base our solutions upon old ways of thinking that led to the problems, we know where that's going to take us. Well, you know, it's so interesting that we are going to talk about that when we come back from break. You know, I don't think it's any coincidence, Greg, that the number one box office smash right now and book series for people that didn't read the book, everybody's going out now to read the book, and then they'll go watch and then go back and watch a movie again, is The Hunger Games. Uh, And you talk about survival of the fittest slash survival of the strongest. Uh, You know, this really brings the issue right straight in front of uh, the the souls of our young people. These are the people that have so aligned with this story. When we come back, Greg Braden in the house, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, go to drpatlive.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about that fifth false assumption, why it has shaped the things that is shaped, and what do we need to do about this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease, it's when every part of the body works together effortlessly. 
Relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge, and when overcharged or undercharged, dis-ease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact dis-ease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. The Ascension Foundation, serving to build an interdimensional community. The Ascended Masters invite you to join them in co-creating this mission. Allow the Masters to lead the way in activating the wisdom of your heart consciousness and raising your vibration. You can communicate with them directly by attending apportation events and classes in mediumship, crystal light energy healing, alchemy, master studies, past life regression, and more. For a schedule of classes, workshops, and special events, visit theascensionfoundation.com. That's theascensionfoundation.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I want to share something amazing with you. If you're sick of information and ready for an extreme transformation, then check out world-renowned energy healer Ann Taylor at FasterQuickerBetter.com. She's been creating miracles in tens of thousands of people's lives for over 16 years, and I'm one of those people. You, too, can easily do the same by simply listening to her recordings. If you want to miraculously eliminate fears, worries, and negative beliefs, then you owe it to yourself to purchase her amazing package, which includes over 50 pieces of healing work. Thanks to Anne's 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Hurry over to FasterBetterQuicker.com and finally experience the quantum leap in consciousness that you truly deserve. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Wow, Greg Braden joining me here today. Deep Truth. That is the name of the book, Um, Igniting the Memory of Our Origin, History, Destiny, and Fate. For those of you out there that want to chime in, if you would like to get a question on air, you can do this in a couple different ways. Um, You can give us a call live into the show, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. Give us a shout uh, and uh, either come on air and uh, present your question or you could go through Brian. Brian will write down your question. We'll get it on here. Uh, For those of you that cannot call in, 
and you want to get a question on here, you can go to drpatlive.com or you could go to transformationtalkradio.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see a way for you to ask your question and we actually have a question now, so I'll make sure that we get it up here. Uh, Greg, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's great to have you. Um, you know, we're going to talk about that fifth uh, assumption. It's uh, it's kind of the one that's pretty interesting in seeing the way it's playing out in our society now, don't you think? Well, it is, and all of them actually relate together, all of these assumptions. And, and these are not the only false assumptions. These are five false assumptions that I chose that I believe are are showing up in a big way and uh, and not necessarily in a good way mm-hmm. in our our society in our families in our communities and on a global stage right now there's there's a big war looming over the horizon in the Middle East I think everyone senses that uh, there's a push for that war in some segments of our society that believe war is good for the economy that is based on on one of these false assumptions uh, this number five and that the way to go about solving uh, our, our problems is through survival of the strongest. So what I'd like to do, let me, can we just zero in on this one? And yeah, I think please. If, if we leave our listeners, the greatest service I believe that I, I could offer to our listeners today is really help people understand uh, where this idea comes from, why it does not apply, and, and people can see our own lives where where this may have even caused problems in the, in the lives of individuals. Listening to the, the I think it's today. great. To, I'm just going to begin. I want to say a few words about Charles Darwin because these are these are based in the ideas of, of Charles Darwin. Uh, I, I want people to understand. I'm not down on Charles Darwin at all. <laughs> he was he was a scientist. He was trained as a scientist. I was as well. And and I think he was probably a good scientist. Uh, in my opinion, where Darwin made the mistake was he took some observations that he made for some forms of life in some parts of the world. And he tried to, to apply them to all life everywhere, including humans. And the problem is that humans simply do not fit into some of the, the categories of life that, that he was sharing. And when I share these ideas with live audiences, I, I have a question a lot. People say, you know, Greg, we get that Darwin may not have been 100% right on, but, you know, that was 150 years ago. What difference could it make in our lives today? And this is where a little history of Darwin, I, I think, really helps. Darwin released his first book in 1859, and it has a, a, a one title that many of our listeners are probably familiar with. It was called The Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection. Uh, and when he introduced that, it was the first scientific attempt to answer some of those big questions of life that we spoke about earlier. Uh, where, where does life come from, and where do humans come from, and how do things work here? Before that time, it was the religious community that had tried to answer the questions. So, so Darwin was the first scientist that really grappled with these questions from a scientific perspective. And because he was a scientist, his ideas were embraced quickly. They became deeply entrenched into the civilization that was building in the late 1800s, early 1900s, that we live the, the product of today. So the Darwinian ideas are deeply entrenched into our world and the way we we live our lives. The title of this book, very interesting, the title that most people know it by is the one I mentioned, On the Origin of Species, by Means of Natural Selection. The rest of the title has now been relegated to the inside cover of the book. It doesn't show up on Amazon when you go to do a search. I'm going to share it with our listeners because it gives us insight into Darwin's thinking 
and his bias. So the, the title, the full title, it's called The Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. Wow. And that gives a whole different feeling, a whole different vibe to what Darwin was doing. It tells us, number one, that he saw life as a struggle, so everything he witnessed he interpreted through the lens of struggle, whether it was there or not. And number two, he, he felt that there were races or groups of beings that were inherently stronger. They were favored over others. So when he looked into nature and he saw a colony of ants that would capture and make slaves out of another colony of ants, or he saw, he saw two birds that were siblings in a nest, and they kicked another bird out of their nest because that bird was different. Darwin saw those as little examples of a law he said applies to everybody, including humans, and that is where this comes from. He said the law is for us to multiply, to vary, uh, and for the strongest to live and the weakest to die. Let the strongest live and the weakest die. This became interpreted as survival of the fittest, and we know it in our world. I, when I was raised in a very conservative community in, in northern Missouri, I was taught that I live in a dog-eat-dog world, and I better get out there and, and fight for my part of that world, or the world was just going to roll right over me. The problem with that, Dr. Pat, is the best science of today. 400 peer-reviewed studies asking about the optimum amount of competition, violent competition, in any situation, they all came up with the same number, and the number is zero. The, the researchers found that competition, whether it is in the optimum amount, in the playing field, in the workplace, in the home, uh, uh, in, in the, the classroom, the optimum amount of violent competition is zero, that always the individual and the community are hurt from competition. What they found in the very prestigious uh, journal New Scientist, actually uh, April 2008, released a, a very radical scientific paper saying, quote, what we see in the wild is not every animal out for itself, but that cooperation is an incredibly successful survival strategy. And when cooperation breaks down, the results are disastrous. That's the end of the quote. So... Well, competition does happen, and we all know that. It is in response to certain conditions, but it is an aberration of the natural order, and the natural order is mutual aid and cooperation. And if we can begin to embrace that principle as we build the solutions and solve the great problems of our time, uh, then I believe we, we are laying the foundation for uh, the kind of world that I think many of us aspire to, that we know is possible, and what our, what our indigenous ancestors said has, has existed in the past. And it, it's a world where we work together to create many different pies, uh, of different flavors of pies, rather than everyone feeling like there's one pie out there and only uh, a, a very mm -hmm. little to go around for each individual. It's it, a very different way of, of thinking about things, but the best science of our time supports it, and the archaeology of the past supports this as well. And I want to get into that before the end of our program. Today. Well, I think this. I think we should we should talk about this because you know we've we've seen so much about um, here recently about what it what it means to collaborate, and you know, and not from our pop culture and not from the headlines. You know, we're we're not seeing it from there. 
But we're actually seeing some grassroots kinds of things, Greg, I think, that really do point to a different model. But aren't we really also dealing with now a change in a paradigm? Because this thing about, you know, the survival of the fittest has been so ingrained in us. Sure. You know, and even even individuals, good friends of mine, um, other authors that have spent their lifetimes in deep spiritual uh, work with themselves are amazed when they really confront for themselves how deeply it has been ingrained, even on a subconscious level, within them and their families and their childhood and their way of thinking. Right. Uh, dog-eat-dog, this dog-eat-dog world. I want to make a a distinction here. When we talk about competition, and this Mm -hmm. is really important, there are different kinds of competition. Uh, We're talking about violent competition. uh, Science is telling us that the violent competition, the optimum amount, is zero. There's other kinds of competition. So I I just want to be very clear about this. When when, When we benefit at the expense of others, so when we benefit by exploiting the weakness of others, that is one form of violent competition. Right. And, and I'm glad you made the – I'm glad you clarified that because when we say violent competition, people think of war. They well, don't it, think it, of this definition. Can, yeah, it can translate into war. Right. There's another kind of competition where we can outperform our peers and our colleagues and our classmates or other countries or other companies – we outperform them simply by excelling and developing our inner, our personal abilities to to the to the, the best that they can be, rather than attacking or exploiting the weakness of others. There is uh, Buckminster Fuller yeah. said this so beautifully, and and what he said was that you're never going to bring about change by fighting an existing way of living. He said what you do is you you create a new way of doing things that works better. For everyone, and people will simply stop doing the old way, and they'll begin doing the new way. When we, when we develop our own personal excellence, then we soar, and that is a form of competition. But it's a form based uh, uh, not upon the exploitation of the weakness of, of others, and that's a powerful distinction. It is a powerful distinction. Let's talk about that distinction when we come back from break. Greg Braden is in the house. Uh, for those of you out there that want to find out more about. Uh, Greg, get a copy of his book and much more. You could go to his website, gregbraden.com, G-R-E-G-G, braden.com. How does this distinction show up in our everyday lives? What is this about? What is our fascination with winning? And how have we moved so far away from a collaboration model? How can we get this back into our society, into our culture? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeluceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. Transformation, 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 talk radio, transformation, transformation. 
Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness. Are you a seeker, a dreamer, one of those people who's always known that there should be greater possibilities available but haven't yet been able to create it as your life? I'd like to help. Go to creatinggreaterpossibilities.com where there's a free video and audio series created especially for you. Once again, creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. It's free and it's designed to give you the actual tools that you need to create the life you've always been looking for. creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. What if someone could show you how to tap into vibrant health in 90 minutes? What if someone could have you listening to and following your heart's desires? What if someone could have you feel deep and abiding freedom throughout every cell of your being? What if someone could tap into your inherent abundance easily and effortlessly? Alina Frank is that someone. Alina can help you clear anything that energetically stands in your way from attaining the health, wealth, and freedom you were born to enjoy. Using EFT tapping, set yourself free with EFT. Why wait for a miracle when you can tap your power now? Visit www.tapyourpower.net. That's www.tapyourpower.net. Integrative Dentistry provides a broad range of holistic dental services by using healthy materials, full body understanding, and quality care. Dr. Mitch Martyr focuses on natural dentistry by combining alternative treatments with conventional procedures. He has done extensive research and continuing studies in a broad range of allied fields, including TMJ and pain treatment, orthodontics, periodontology, mercury removal, toxicology, nutrition, herbal medicine, acupuncture, massage, craniosacral, and homeopathy. Call for an appointment or free consultation at 206-367-6453. That's 206-367-6453. And visit MitchMartyrDDS.com. That's MitchMartyrDDS.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Wow, Greg, what a great show. Greg Braden is in the house. What a fabulous conversation. Uh, but we were talking about, you know, what what are we living in now with these false assumptions? And, you know, what can we do to begin to make some changes? I think you and I were talking about, you know, the parallel in, you know, the f- fascination with the movie and the books, The Hunger Games, to what's actually going on in society. And you had something very interesting to say. Um, which part? <laughs> <laughs> well, in particular, your you know the part about us looking at these books in the movie as sort of being you know the the microcosm, I think, for what people see is going on in the world. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what I was saying was, I, I've just come back from a trip to the East Coast. I was on a flight from um, Charlotte, North Carolina, to Norfolk, Virginia, the military base at Norfolk. Mm-hmm. And on the plane with me was the family of the serviceman that was in the coffin uh, in the cargo hold below us, who had just come back from uh, from Afghanistan. Uh, and it, when we hear about young people uh, giving their lives, the ultimate sacrifice uh, in a fight, for the things that we, uh, our, our country believes are, are worth fighting for. Uh, the parallels, I think, are unmistakable between that and the young people fighting for the things that are necessary in their society in the Hunger Games. Mm. 
Very, very interesting. It is very interesting. And, you know, this is now the time for us to take a look at our lives and, and answer the question. What can we do, Greg? Well, this, because this know, is this really comes, a call to action. It, it all comes back. Uh, this is why I'm so passionate about this book, Deep Truth. And I, I alluded to this in the beginning of our conversation today. We're seeing the consequences. We're living the consequences of systems that are breaking down because they are no longer sustainable in the presence of a changing world. So we're all experiencing that, whether we're talking about the economic systems, or which is, is the one that really has everyone's attention now, or the way we solve our problems of uh, diminishing resources, the way we solve our problems of energy, uh, new disease, uh, hunger is certainly part of that, fresh water, all of those things. And, and it comes back to the way we think of ourselves and our relationship to the world, and this, this idea of competition, our young people, so many of them, and I, I'm, I'm going to say there are certainly exceptions. But in many parts of our country, young people are taught that the bottom line in the classroom is to get the right answer at any, any expense, uh, on the playing field, to score the point at any expense. It's less about the excellence of developing uh, their own inner excellence and more about exploiting the weakness of others to, for gain. Mm. And that is a way of thinking that is instilled in our communities and with our young people. Uh, and the idea that war is a natural state of, of human affairs, uh, science also is proving is absolutely false. Part of the book, uh, and we mentioned this in false assumption number two, civilization began about 5,000 years ago. There are a multitude of scientific discoveries, peer-reviewed science. So this isn't speculation uh, on Atlantis or Lemuria, which may very possibly have existed. But we have no scientific confirmation of that. So I'm going to stick with the science. And the science has, in peer-reviewed research, confirmed the existence of advanced civilizations in northern Peru, uh, north of Lima, uh, that I personally have documented. Uh, and I share these in, in our live programs. In Egypt, uh, off the coast of India, in the uh. Gulf of Combat, India, in Turkey, as different as they are from one another, as far apart as they are from one another, pushing the date of advanced civilization back into the last ice age. Now, where this gets interesting is we're taught that civilization began 5,000 years ago. Interestingly, that's when the first large-scale war is ever recorded, when we're told that civilization began. All of the archaeological sites prior to 5,000 years, there is no evidence of weapons, no evidence of large-scale war, no evidence of the need to protect homes or communities or villages or cities with walls or moats, no mass graves, no mutilated bodies that you find after large-scale war up until 5,000 years ago. So what a growing number of anthropologists now are suggesting that war is not human nature. It is an aberration of our way of, of living, and it is in response to certain conditions that are there, that war is a habit. And if it's a habit that has been learned, it's a habit that we can unlearn. Mm. The data supports this. The data supports it. There's a textbook uh, that's being used in our schools today, the first page of the textbook uh, on the history uh, before civilization, war before civilization. Uh, the first sentence of this book says that war is something like commerce or trade. It's something that all humans do. And our young people are being raised to believe that war and conflict are, are human nature. 
future. And if they can master war and conflict, uh, that they have mastered one of the key elements of life. And we see the consequences of that in the way we're solving our problems today. So now we have the opportunity, a new generation, new science that is confirming some of our most deeply held intuitive convictions that war may happen sometimes, but that, that nature is not based upon a model of conflict. And if we can begin instilling those values into our young people and, and through the science, sharing it with people making decisions today, the science is the language that's trusted in our society today. So if we can give people a good reason to change the way they think based on responsible, peer-reviewed science and research, then, then I think this is where the change begins uh, in terms of the way we deal with, with the problems that we're looking at today. You know, this is, um, uh, well, first of all, Greg, I want to thank you for joining me here today. Um, the book is uh, phenomenal. So for those of you out there, uh, go to Greg's website, gregbraden.com, uh, check out the book or go to hayhouse.com. Uh, you know, there's so much that, um, you talk about in the book and certainly what you've talked about today. So I want to thank you for really, again, shining the light, uh, and bringing us, you know, current with ourselves, because I do think that in the world that we live in, as fast as we're going, we do have to re- be reminded um, I wanted to ask you uh, for your personal message, Greg, and thank you again for, for joining us here today. What is your personal message today? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, you saved the easy questions for the last. Always. You? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I, if I had one thing uh-huh. that I could share with every one of our listeners today, uh, it would be, it is a fact the world is changing. And we're not going to stop the change. I think we have the ability to direct where the change is headed, and maybe soften the impact of where that change lands. And it all comes down to us changing a question that we ask ourselves every moment of every day. It's a subtle change. It's the change of asking the question that we've been conditioned to ask, what can I get from the world that exists? If we can make a subtle shift into asking the question, what can I give to the world that is emerging? The way we answer that question changes everything in our lives. It opens up the doors to many, many possibilities of, of how we can contribute, what it means to our jobs, to our careers, uh, to the way that we, we deal with, uh, with problems in our families and our communities. What can I give to the world that's emerging? It's a whole different way of thinking. I love it. Greg Braden, everyone. Thank you so much, Greg. Wow. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. And I want to thank Brian, that producer behind the scenes that makes it all possible as well. Yeah, that's it, Mr. Benny, too, everybody. We'll take a short break here. We'll see you tonight on the Dr. Pat Show at 6 p.m. All right, everyone. Take care. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Don't touch that dial. We'll be beginning a brand new show at the top of the hour with one of our amazing hosts, Transformation Talk Radio. Talk radio to change the world. TransformationTalkRadio.com Best 
TransformationTalkRadio.com, transforming the world one listener at a time. Do you want a love life that's full of happiness, partnership, and fun? A relationship that works for you instead of you having to work so hard on it? We all want our love lives to be happy. But how exactly do you do that? To find out, tune in each Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to the Noah and Christine Show, keeping the happy and happily ever after. We promise you a humorous and honest show for both men and women, featuring the simple, practical, and yes, fun tools that any couple can use to keep the love and happiness growing and flowing. We'll see you on the show. Are the magic and mysteries of Egypt calling you? Picture yourself standing between the paws of the Sphinx, Meditating inside the Great Pyramid and other sacred temples and exclusive visits. Imagine cruising down the Nile on a luxurious private sailing yacht and exploring the peaceful countryside of Egypt. If you're interested in travel that expands, transforms, and rejuvenates you, join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman, author of The Temples of Light, for a spiritual and healing journey to Egypt this September. Call for more information, 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. That's EgyptIsCalling.com. Are you at a crossroads? Feeling stuck? I'm Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic. My gift is helping people who are in transition receive spirit-led guidance about their next steps. I offer private sessions via phone or Skype, intuitive development classes, and much more. Please visit my website, fogcitypsychic.com, to find out how I can help you move out of the fog. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellnessone.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellnessone.net. Transformation, transformation, transformation talk radio. Transformation, transformation, transformation talk radio. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. 